Hi, I'm Ross Johnson, your favorite co-host. And I'm Heather Zajkowski, the babe with the power from Sound of Tomorrow. And you're listening to How How Much Much Do Do We Love? Love? everybody this is sarah and this is rob and you're listening to how much do we love episode 79 ho 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 it's almost christmas hey we we had a special um intro there from some fellow podcasters at the sound of tomorrow podcast that was heather and ross who were kind enough to make us that intro and then i just kept forgetting to use it so i'm you guys should check them out they're delightful and um sometimes they have a guest Darcy, who's also one of our listeners and um, writes a very charming blog that I enjoy. Um, so check out the Sound of Tomorrow podcast. That's awesome. Um, another one of our, we're going to kind of go through some of our favorite podcasts right now yeah. for just a little bit. Well, it's no secret that Sarah and I love Project Runway. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all a little sad that Tim Gunn is not doing his podcast this year. <sighs> disappointing. It's disappointing. I I expect you know, I suppose with his, you know, it's new job busy. at Liz, yeah. Liz Claiborne and his guide to style his show. other crappy that, show. <laughs> I don't like that, that show. I, I don't like it either. Yeah. I sort of like it, but I don't I look just don't like it. it. I don't watch it. So I'm um, sorry, Tim. <laughs> but it's a really good replacement for this, listeners. And it's new. It's different in many ways, but it also is just a good way to, like, feel like you're around the water cooler chatting with friends about Project Runway is to check out Grits to Glitz. Um, they're one of our favorite podcasts. We've talked about them Amy and many times. Um, in fact, Bay had the winning cocktail for our summer cocktail contest. Yes. Over Clover was her creation. So they have got a great podcast. Um, if you haven't, it's two sisters. One lives in Eastern Tennessee, one lives in Vegas, and they talk and they're just awesome and funny. Yeah, but they have been doing, and they're really good about it. It's been like clockwork. The day after Project Runway, they post a Project Runway recap, um, update kind of thing, and it's highly enjoyable. Yes. So check them out. That's Grits to Glitz. I think it's just gritstoglitz.com, right? You can find it on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. And then you were interviewed on a podcast recently because you are part of the Rob Lind- your self-contained Rob Lindley <laughs> podcasting network. Work, which is a joke. But um, <laughs> yes, um, Ashley, who's the host and producer of Radio Allegro, which is radio-allegro.com, he had me on last year around the holidays and he... Um, emailed me this year and asked if I wanted to be on again. He likes kind of doing like a year-end review and Mm -hmm. asked me like what my favorite things of 2007 were. And we talked about um, Joni Mitchell and the Sweeney Todd movie. Oh, I can't wait. I gave a new cocktail recipe, which I think I've given on this show before too for the pomegranate sparkler. Mm -hmm. And I told him of the joys and wonders of the blood orange bitters, which I'm so addicted to now. Yes. So um, check that out. It's a, you can go to radio-allegro.com or you can find it on iTunes as well. And um, it just posted yesterday. So I think Radio easy. Allegro is a really excellent title. I just would like to say. It's, I, it's, they're, it's catchy. They're fun. It's punchy. I like it. He was like telling me that I'm one of his favorite guests and he's interviewed like Annie Lennox, Betty Buckley, wow. Jeff Daniels, and Rob Lindley. Of the Rob Lindley oh. Podcasting Network. <laughs> 
Um, so, and then here's another podcast that uh, I enjoy. It's called the Smith's Occasional Podcast. And um, I believe it's called that because, A, they they just usually do a podcast for a specific occasion. <laughs> so it's just, they just do it occasionally. Um at least yes. they come out and say it rather than the rest of us who we're have like, ones oh, with like, oh, we're busy, right. Daily in the title and yes. we do it once a week. <laughs> but it's this, it's a delightful married couple and their young daughter and they talk about all kinds of stuff. They do a lot of stuff about music. Um, uh, it's Laura and Neil and they, they do a segment called um, Neil, Guys Neil Finds Attractive. <laughs> so like That's they hilarious. did a one segment, but it was all men who've played Jesus so it was like oh. Jim Caviezel, Jeremy Sisto, and then just, you know. Max von Sydow. Right. But it was – they're just – they're very charming. There's just something very, like, um, sort of homegrown and enjoyable about their show. And they also uh, kind of obsessed with Depeche Mode. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. I know. Isn't it good? So check them out. It's the Smith's Occasional Podcast. And so I went over to their website to leave a little note to say how much I enjoy it. And um, Laura is very crafty. Crafty or craftsy? What would you? What, what is a person who does crafts? I would say crafty. She's crafty. She's crafty. Although crafty sounds like you're like have designs of ruining someone. Right. Oh, she was a crafty villain. Right. But craftsy. I don't know. I think it is crafty technically, but all of a sudden craftsy sounded like it would be a good. Because that sounds like folksy. Right. They're not folksy. Folksy is kind of an. That's not what I mean. But it's. But anyway, she's crafty. So she knits and she bakes and does all kinds of awesome stuff. And she had. So I went to leave a comment about the podcast because I just listened to the latest episode. And um, she had this whole thing about all these Christmas cookies she was making. Yummy. And that is our next topic. How much do we love Christmas cookies? So good. You know, there's like all kinds of traditional ones and they're, you know, they're just cookies, but why do we only get them? At, why do we get, only get that kind at Christmas? But I it's know. true, right? Well, definitely. And I've, I know that when I was little, I remember going to like a, a wedding shower or something and they had spritz cookies at mm-hmm. it. And I was like, why do you have Christmas cookies here? <laughs> and they're not, and they weren't in the shape of Christmas trees or anything. They were just little round spritz, you know, mm-hmm. cookie press cookies. But I was like, these are Christmas cookies. Well, one there's a there's a, an event that I attended, and it was a cookie party. It was just a holiday party for cocktails and games, but everybody brought cookies, and then so then there were seventeen jillion cookies, huge mm-hmm. table of all just plates of all different cookies, and then at the end you got a little bag to fill up with cookies to, to other people's cookies to take home. That's which, in Iowa called a cookie walk. Oh, I called it. Well, well I liked. By the way, I named the bag the cookie sack. That's nice. Yeah. In Iowa, they do it with cream buckets you get like a wow you get like a blue bunny ice cream bucket so you've got a little handle on it that's nice that's but does nice that way. do you like go from house to house or something no you usually usually it's kind of a church or a school event and oh. what they do is they have everyone brings like say everyone from the women's society you know brings a couple plates of cookies and then mm. you it's kind of like a salad bar. Like you go through with your bucket and you fill up what kind of cookies you want and then they weigh it at the end and you donate, you know, oh. money. Or you can do the kind that are just like what you were saying, like more of a cookie exchange. Yeah, it was or... more like a swap. And that really was, nice. it wasn't even the intention of the event. I think it kind of turned into that. Although I must read you the on the Evite because this was pretty darn funny. But while I'm looking it up, um, I would tell you about some of the cookies that were there. Wait, here's, here's what the Evite said. <laughs> 
Who's up for some holiday revelry? There shall be a cookie off, reminiscent of an electric boogaloo break off, with all the <laughs> with all the pointing, but probably fewer bandanas. Probably. L- probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love those people. Um isn't that funny? That's awesome. So the cookies that cookies there. There were lots of good cookies. And um so there were like those Russian tea cookies, you know, also known as mm-hmm. Mexican wedding cookies, the kind that are like rolled in powdered sugar and all yeah. shortbready and crumbly. Um, kind of all usually. Yes, right? like a sandy sort of. There mm-hmm. was some really excellent, really chewy, good um, ginger snaps. Mm. There was a, a shortbread studded with cranberries and orange and fruit type uh-huh. things. There was an excellent chocolate chip cookie with orange zest. Nice. Um... There was a white chocolate and cranberry cookie. Nice. There were brownies. There were red velvet cupcakes and red velvet cheesecake um, cupcakes. Yes. Oof, there were That's... like a traditional but kind of spice cookie that had been decorated with, you know, Christmas trees and stuff. Um, there were – I brought three kinds of cookies, and two of them are Laura Smith's recipes, and they're actually on her website. One of them was just a really, really good shortbread, and I rolled it out very thin, and I cut it into Christmas tree shapes. And then you um, – when it's still warm, you dredge them in cinnamon sugar, and I used oh, yeah. um, turbinado sugar, so it's kind of crunchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just enjoyed the last one with a cup of my delicious Mighty Leaf Earl Grey tea. Um, and then the other one was, I don't know why I picked three incredibly labor intensive cookies because I baked uh, it's, it's the time of the year. I think that's part of why we like the Christmas cookies because some of them have extra steps. So it feels like a special yeah. occasion that you're having. Like this one that was, you know, you make the dough, you roll it out. That wasn't, and then you dredge them. That, that was a few steps, but not too many steps. But then I did one that was also on her recipe where you make the cookie itself is sort of a fudgy brownie-ish kind of cookie. And it's a ball, you know, like you roll, you roll them into a ball and then you stick your thumb in them and you put in half of a maraschino cherry Hmm? and then you disguise it with this homemade frosting that you make chocolate frosting that has some of the cherry juice in it oh my god and then so you have to roll the cookies into the balls and then you have to stick them with your finger and then you stick the cherry you have to cut the cherries in half and stick those in there and then and this was difficult and i think if i do it next year i would use a pastry bag um you take this up. super gooey frosting and you just kind of put a blob on it, but the, sort of the goal is to cover up the cherry. So it's like, what's in here? I don't know. A cherry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I like that. I'm I'm picturing kind of like a yummy – it's like having a chocolate-covered cherry on top of a little shortbread or something. Uh, but but the cookie was not shortbread. Like it was like a fudgy brownie. Oh. It was like chewy chocolatey. My gosh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and the cookie recipe was very simple. You know, and, and so but those that's, were – It's occasional. Yeah, let that? me find the website. Um, but she was so sweet because I, I, it's smithsoccasional.wordpress.com. Um, this looks different. Yes. Ooh, look, I haven't looked in a few days. She has more co- more pictures of cookies and things. <gasps> she made rugalock. Come on. I make so, the best rugalock, by the way. It's really? my new, that's been my holiday Delicious. cookie this year. So, and then she had another cookie that I didn't make that looked really good that was a, um, it looked like a sugar cookie kind of ish dough, and then you roll it into logs and roll it in coconut, and then slice mm. and then slice them so they're kind of cakey and chewy. Um, so then the other cookie I made, so like as if those chocolate ones weren't kind of a pain in the ass, I made a cookie <laughs> that, well, and both of those were huge hits. But this one 
better have been a huge hit because it took for freaking ever. It was, it's it's a, it's a traditional German cookie, but I'd never seen it before. But once I, I saw it on a blog and then I looked it up and found recipes and pictures everywhere. It's called, um, I think sometimes they're called cinnamon stars, but I think the German is like Zimtsterne. Let me mm. see if I can find you a picture. They were so freaking beautiful. Go to, are you, you I was like, are you at a computer? Duh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of <laughs> wait. These aren't as pretty as mine. Okay, so what you do is you take almonds and you you know you um, process them with with um, confectioner's sugar mm-hmm. to make them sort of like a meal, and then right. you make a meringue. So mm-hmm. you got your food processor with that in it. Then you've got right. your mixer, and you put your you make a meringue with egg whites and confectioner's sugar. You save some of the meringue off to the side. Okay. Then you fold in all of the nuts and the sugar, and it makes an incredibly sticky dough. <laughs> okay. And then, this was the part that was trying for me. You have to roll it out, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much like egg whites and goo and, and grainy. Goo. Yeah. So I, I eventually re- sort of fixed the dough by adding some more sugar, but you roll it out and you cut it into stars. It's very, very hard <laughs> to roll out. Perhaps my ratio of sugar to whatever's up. Meringue cookies are traditionally hard to roll but so then you've got these beautiful stars then you take the reserved meringue mm-hmm. and you s- sort of frost the top so it's oh. got like a coating of white you know so it sort of looks like a royal icing but it's meringue and then you take sliced almonds and you put My them God. on in a little star pattern and then oh, you bake them it i was i almost started crying at one point i was like come oh. on this is hard but oh my god they were so good and i'm sure it's spectacular they That's were the best thing. If gorgeous. you're going to a, a cookie exchange, it, you kind of they gotta well, look. Well, you gotta pull out all the stops, and so I was felt I was mm-hmm. pleased because I had I had a rolled you know a, a traditional sort of rolled cookie um, with the sugar. I had the really fun chocolate ones, which are also pretty, and then I had these, which were total showstoppers. Here, wait, I'm going to send you a picture, a link to a picture, and Fantastic. they were delicious because they're like. Um, crunchy like a meringue but nutty so they're like a little macaroni and i don't know they were so good but they don't have flour in them right so they're good for people who can't have flour or for gluten right. f- you know they're gluten-free oh and there's a little you bit of lemon zest at, you could have these at passover you could are you looking at it look at that come on mm, the picture's not coming up i'm it's getting not... it. here it comes okay oh my god how cute they're so cute and mine turned out exactly like that so I was oh very pleased with all of the cookie recipes, um, and it was fun. And so then I filled up my cookie sack, and the sad thing was I filled up my cookie sack with all the cookies that – because I was so full of cookies by the time I got there that I couldn't eat any cookies at the party because <laughs> I'd been trying my own cookies all day and uh, was kind of cookied out. So I filled up my cookie sack with all the cookies I was excited about, and then somehow I got home with someone else's cookie sack. Oh no! The next morning, I was like, "I'm gonna have a, a ginger. I'm gonna have one of those Russian tea cookies with my cup of tea." Uh-huh. And then I was like, "What? I didn't ask for these cookies. Where's oh. <laughs> totally totally had the wrong cookie sack?" But it was okay because you know the hostess of the party is my coworker, and so she just brought all the leftover cookies to work. There you go. Where you I might add, all of my cookies were a big hit. I love it. There were only a few of the stars left, but everybody's like, "What are these?" They are gorgeous. They were so pretty. So I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna make them again to try to fine tune. Um, yeah, that, well, the anything. Stickiness. Yeah, the meringue is tough, meringue. and it's always uh, totally dependent on the humidity and the weather of wherever yes. you are. Yes. Now, also, but here's the thing: what was what was 
instrumental in making all of these cookies? My shiny new red KitchenAid stand mixer. Yay. I'm so glad you have one. You know, I've wanted one forever. And that's like one of those things you don't buy yourself. You're like, I'll I'll register for it when I get married. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) That's not on the horizon at the moment. I'm buying myself a mixer. And in a strange, um, a strange scenario of like clicking blogs and clicking through to people's comments, I was at the Smith's Occasional blog and I, on the entry that I, um, on the entry that with the cookies where I left a comment, I went back and looked later and someone else had left a comment and it was, um, Venus from the, it's not us, it's you podcast. So I I happened, I didn't realize it was her, but I clicked through to see her blog. I was like, what's this cool blog? And what, what was at the top of it? Uh, entry about how there was a sale on these KitchenAid mixers. Love it. So I bought it. I was like podcasting, bringing the world together. At one KitchenAid at a time. Yes. So that's another delightful podcast and how, that's the kind of the best name ever. Yeah. It's not us, it's you. We love it. I love it. And we love our KitchenAid mixers. We I, love them. So what do you do with yours? I think I got mine either last Hanukkah or this. It was either one year ago or two years ago. But we, interestingly enough, Sarah and I have the exact same one. We have the Red Artisan yes. Series. And I love it. Um, one of my favorite things to do with it is that um, anything like making frosting or mm-hmm. um, a cake where you really want the you want to cream the butter to mm-hmm. the point that it's nice and fluffy, yes. which with a hand mixer, frankly, I know I don't let it go long enough because I get tired of doing it. And this is like, turn it on, leave it. It's yes. and just let it whip the crap out of it, mm-hmm. you know, for something like that, where you want it to whip right. the crap out. And exactly. doing meringues. Come on. Yes. Come on. There's no other way. Yeah. And it's that- so cute. Have you used your dough hook yet? No. Oh. Um, no, uh, no, I have not. I used, I used, I've used mine, the paddle and the whisk, but that's, but not the dough hook. Last year for Christmas, one of my friends got me a monkey bread mold. I remember that. And, um, I used my dough hook for the first time with that. And it was like a dream come true. Like, honestly, n- no kneading involved. Although I enjoy kneading dough, but this was just like, throw it in, let it go. Um, when I make cheese balls, it's really good. Like, because that can be tough too with the cream cheese and mm-hmm. the you know shredded cheese. Like it can be a little labor intensive. Yeah, and you just like as long as everything's room temperature, just let it sit in there and go to town. Oh, I can't wait to make more things with mine. Maybe I'm gonna get it, and then I figure if I actually use it, then there's a world of attachments. Well, one of the attachments that I'm hoping for, and I, you and I talked about this when I was visiting you this fall, is there's an ice cream ice maker cream attachment, maker attachment. <laughs> where you get you get the bowl and you put it in the – it's got like a gel insulate. Yes. So you put it in the freezer and let it get really cold. And then instead of the regular paddle, it has like an ice cream maker paddle that you attach. Yes. And it just works right there on your KitchenAid as an ice cream maker. Come on. And there's a meat grinder attachment. Yes, Sweeney Todd. Intriguing. Yes, um, it's exciting. There's a there's a few other. There's a pasta. There's a pasta maker. So if you wanted to make really thin noodles, yes. I don't know if I would. I don't think I would ever do that. But I like knowing that I could. That you could. Well, I'm excited because I you know because it's hard when you live alone to like just make a ton of stuff like this. But I can just take everything to work. So I stocked up my cookie ingredient. I have a whole cookie ingredient cabinet. It's like, I'm just going to have the stuff here. So then if I feel like making cookies, I can make them and then just take them to work and then I won't eat them all. Yes. Now, another thing the KitchenAid is good for is that does, it just is a breeze, is um, whipping cream. Yes. 
But you know now, what's even easier than using the KitchenAid mixer to whip cream? A brand new fancy whipped cream gun from my fellow podcaster, Sarah. When Rob and Doug were visiting me, they saw my, so um, you know, those whipped cream canisters people. And then you, you just put the cream in and whatever you want, you know, confectioner sugar, or vanilla or whatever. And then you put the little whip it, the nitrous thingy in there and you twist it. And then you have a giant whipped cream dispenser. Oh, it's so magical. It's the best. It arrived in the mail. And Sarah said to me, you're getting something from me in the mail this week. It's not going to say who it's from, but you'll know it's from me. Right, because so, they wouldn't let – they were no gift options from the place I ordered it from. Which was fine. It I was. I figured and, you would have figured it out. <laughs> I totally did. And and then I had the whipped cream gun is what I keep calling it. Yes. And then, it, and then she also thoughtfully included the little nitrous capsules, so it was good to go as soon as I got it. And I – for some, I never usually have whipping cream no, in my refrigerator, does? but I did when wow. it I was like, nice, That's I have great. whipping cream. So I said to Sarah right away, I'm like, I feel like I need to make like a pumpkin pie or something. And and then I was like, or, oh no, I know, I've got hot chocolate. I'll make hot chocolate. And, and she's like, you know what? Don't be afraid to just squirt it right into your mouth. <laughs> I was like, yes, there's, we are, we are dear friends. Yes. You, I'm looking at the text message. You said, just got it. Thanks so much. I want to make pie or at least cocoa tonight to use it. And I wrote back, or just squirt it in your mouth. <laughs> it's good on um, one little squirt of it on some sugar-free Jello. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Yummy. Because you it. can do Splenda in it and really. And you know what? I like it unsweetened. I don't put sugar in. I just, I put. Um, I put a it's... little bit of vanilla sometimes. This, you know, was a, was a, took a pint of cream, and I did like a heaping tablespoon of sugar as well. So it's not mm-hmm. too super sweet, which is perfect with the cocoa because yeah. the cocoa is a little overboard. So then it's just it, – what I love – it's similar to what I loved about the overclover. I love when the foam dissolves just a little yes. bit, and, and when you're drinking, you're getting like cold, cold whipped cream on top and yummy, warm hot chocolate underneath. It's you so know good. what else it's good for? Okay, this is the – um, another ga- I love my Sensio coffee maker, you know, oh, yes. which makes just like a kind of small cup of coffee. I, I use that and I make one little small cup of decaf and I throw in some Baileys mm. and then squirt a little whipped cream on top. Come on. Yeah. It's so it's one of those things where you're like, look how fancy I am at home. Yeah. Well, the whipped cream maker is, is t- totally a touch of fancy. It's totally fancy, and I've been, like, delighting and having people over and being like, oh, would you like some hot chocolate? And then I bring it to them in a gorgeous, like, red mug with snowflakes <laughs> on it and this big swirly thing. And, and the other day, I was really sprinkles. wishing I had – I know! I was wishing I had chocolate sprinkles. I was like, oh. Or, like, or um, red – little red sprinkles. Or just, mm. no, just sprinkle some um, cocoa on – like, actual cocoa powder on top. <gasps> done and done. Perfect. Um, the, girl, the girls from Foiled Again are coming over in a couple hours, and that's that's what I'm serving them. And you could, oh, you could put a whipped cream on top. Um, that's really I mean, good I put for a cherry when on you're top. ready to sing, you know. Totally. <laughs> I want a thing of hot chocolate with a gloppy. Oh, delicious. You could also put, there's some recipes I've never done, but you can, you know, mix, co- put cocoa powder in the thing and make chocolate whipped cream. Yeah, and Hello. it had a lot of little recipes. Like, yeah. it, suggest, it suggested doing like amaretto liquor just right in there with it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, God, that sounds awesome. I'm totally in an amaretto phase right now. I mean, in the nice. next show, I'm going to talk about a couple of cocktails that are, have amaretto in them. And um, you, speaking of yummy hot drinks, you've got a new uh, kitchen thing that's changing your life. You're loving it. I do. Um, this is the holiday of kitchen gadgets. So I sent Jungle Marge and um, Burdock the. Um, 
They had seen that Panini press from William Sonoma that was on Oprah's favorite things. Yes, favorite things. I and, saw it. And uh, I knew they would never buy it for themselves. So I bought them that for Hanukkah and sent it. And they were over the moon. Great. And then in return, they sent something that they knew I wanted to, which just for some reason would never buy for myself, which is an electric kettle. <laughs> Because they have one at their house. You know, it's just a kettle on a little stand. It's cord, like the the cord goes from the base of the right. heating element to the wall. And then the kettle itself is cordless. I don't even have a tea kettle, right? Mm-hmm. I just boil water in a saucepan. So this is so great. You just leave it plugged in and it makes up to seven cups of hot water. You just hit the button and it makes it actually boiling, which is great. Um, and I'm drinking so much delicious tea now because it's so easy. Oh, I love it. It seems very British to me, too. Like, I'm going to put the kettle on. Well, and I believe that it's in British households, it's actually a, a, a very common thing. Yeah, absolutely. In, in Canada I, as well, yeah. I thought that they – I have a regular tea kettle that permanently is on my stovetop. Right. And I, and I do use it a lot. I like the sound of the whistle. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, this is so fast. It just takes, like, a couple minutes. And then you can – I was making something the other night and I was making pasta for this on the side. And then mm-hmm. my, it was a, it was a jungle Marge's meatloaf, um, e. which we have with pasta, not mashed potatoes for, for the record someday. That's maybe should be in a, a recipe next year. Um, oh. it's so good. It's like a giant meatball, um, with spaghetti sauce. <laughs> anyway. So the meat, I was like, Oh shoot, I forgot to put the water on. And I have a stupid electric stove, which I hate. And it just takes forever to boil water. So I just put a little bit of water in the pot and put it on. And then I filled up my kettle seven cups of water got it boiling and dumped that in there love it and then did another batch of it and it was so much faster now if you have um and i love my sensio but i you know part of me also enjoys the french press coffee so Uh it's perfect if you are a french press person or if you just like use one of those um gold filters that you just put on top of the cup you know Uh uh-huh any kind of coffee where you just have to boil water separately instant yeah is it is it really that much easier than boiling water on the stove no I that's fine, but for me, it makes me happy. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. And I love we love a good cup of tea. I'm been so enjoy- and then so so then I, one of the reasons I didn't make tea very much is because I don't I can't have caffeine at night because I'll be uh-huh. crazy. And um, I finally bought some decaf Earl Grey, but mm-hmm. so now I have that every night when I was having them with one of my little cookies. But then just now this morning because it's morning here. I made a cup of my real Earl Grey, the Mighty Leaf, with yummy, all yummy. of its bergamotti goodness. It's so good, this Mighty Leaf Earl Grey tea, people. We just got – I convinced them to buy it for work, and we just got a big box of it, and I have it every day at work. Oh, so good. Why is it so good? I don't know. That's mm. one – it's now been mentioned on like seven episodes. It's my favorite tea. And I'm I'm going to mention my comfort and joy holiday tea okay. again. I've been drinking a lot of tea this month just because I love the holiday tea and I love comfort and joy from Republic of Tea, which right now is on sale at the Cost Plus. Oh, that's 30, good to know. 30% off. Get How yourself a canister. I haven't yeah. been to the Cost Plus in a while. I'm going to go there. Maybe I'll go there today. It's the best for stocking. Oh, wait. Stuff. Who are we kidding? I'm not going anywhere today. It's the Saturday before Christmas. <laughs> No. Yeah. Well, Doug just went to go get some groceries, and he came back looking like war torn. He's like, "Oh my god, it's nuts out there." Well, you know, I don't do so well in like the mall kind of. You know, right. I have a bit of a mall phobia. I'm not sure how much I've talked about that, but I, um, yeah, I it, the grocery it, store is the same way right before the holidays. Ugh. Yeah, at least at the grocery store, I it's like shopping for food isn't difficult. Shopping for, you know, I know what I like or what I'm looking for. But when you go looking for a pair of pants or something, that's I will have a panic attack and have to leave the mall. I can't do it. So, yeah, I won't be shopping anywhere today. 
but I may go to the grocery store. So um, that's it, folks. Yeah. Uh, listen to all this podcast. Sound of Tomorrow, Grits to Glitz, Radio Allegro, the Smith's Occasional Podcast. It's not us, it's you. There's a new batch for you. Um, and I also like that a lot, a lot of our podcasters have been using Twitter for those of you who already use Twitter, um, I'm Sally Peanut on Twitter. And um, and find us on Facebook and MySpace and everywhere else. And um, tell us what your favorite Christmas cookies are and send us pictures of them. And we um, hope all of you enjoy a little vacation. Hope you're getting some this week. And oh, um, I am. Th- thanks for listening. And Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever you celebrate. Celebrate something. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.